Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. shares a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Israel is now facing a third election. This process is extremely expensive, as we'll learn today. Pastor J.D. will talk a bit about what this election turmoil means for us here in the United States and how it might be linked with the impeachment process of our president, Donald Trump. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on December 15, 2019. Fox News published a report quoting Nadler, the panel's top Democrat, who he said that it would be unsafe to wait until the 2020 election to remove Trump. Oh, really? Because he knew he's going to be reelected. So you want to impeach him now. Was about a, two months ago, I, I saw a report where there was a survey done and the majority of Americans who thought that Trump might get impeached also believed that he would be reelected. In other words, go ahead and impeach him. Go ahead, go ahead. We're going to reelect him anyway. How about that? We kind of like the guy. The stock market is doing great. I have a job now. What, what was the, the job number? It was kind of ironic. And I didn't want to go there, but too late I already did, so there you have it. But here we are in the throes of these impeachment hearings, and then the jobs report comes out, as it always does. And what was it, like a quarter of a million jobs were added? Impeach him! Why? (laughs) Why? What's going on here? What's really happening here? Because obviously this doesn't jive. If you're anything like me, and I suspect that you are, you can't reconcile this. This doesn't work. This doesn't balance out. Something else must be going on here. Oh, it is. I mean, you go over to the UK, and you see what they're saying there, and you come back here to America, and you see what we're saying here, and then you try to jive it with with everything that's taking place. And then how about Israel too? Netanyahu, arguably one of the strongest leaders Israel has ever had. And boy, don't he and Trump make a good team? They are a formidable threat to globalism. Globalism. That's the problem. And oh, by the way, is not what we're told in the book of Revelation is that there will be globalism. It will be global, a one world government globally, a one world religion globally. 
a one world economy globally? A new world order globally? Forget nationalism, it's globalism. That's what's happening here. And again, I, I think I would be grossly remiss if I didn't once again, I hope you don't tire of me saying this, but we wrestle not against flesh and blood. It's not Democrats against Republicans. It's not right against left, conservative against liberal. Our battle is, as Paul describes it and delineates it, against four entities in Ephesians 6, the powers of darkness, wickedness in high places. They have different rankings. And boy, are they <laughs> doing a good job. They're going to get some awards at their next award banquet because they have succeeded in getting the world to fight their fight against each other. I've heard some describe the polarization, as it's called, as being the likes of which we have never seen in this country before. I mean, how is it possible that, and I went on Twitter, I probably shouldn't have done that. I think I would learn my lesson. You know, you go on to Twitter, you see what's trending. You know what was really interesting? During the impeachment, in, the impeachment wasn't trending. Uh, the UK elections were trending. I, had, I actually had to search impeachment. So there were two hashtags that were trending. One was impeachment, and the other one was impeachment hopes. So being the glutton for punishment that I am, I decided to go to hashtag impeachment first. <laughs> Just kind of scrolled down, looked at some of the tweets, and then I got grieved. And I think I grieved the Holy Spirit, actually. So I decided, okay, I'm going to go to hashtag impeachment hopes. That'll make me feel better. It didn't. <laughs> in fact, in some ways it made me feel worse, because I mean, the, the venom, the vitriol, the attacks back and forth, Listen, you can't do that very much longer and not suffer the consequences of it. I'm reminded of what the Apostle Paul wrote about to the Galatians, if you guys keep biting and devouring and backbiting and attacking each other, you're going to devour each other, and there won't be anything left. Exactly. That's what's happening here. That's, it's, it's divide and conquer. It's the destruction from within, because united we stand, divided we fall. Jesus said, a house divided cannot stand. Don't you see that's what's happening? The powers of darkness have succeeded in bringing this polarization, this division, and it's tearing this country apart, and it's tearing this world apart. It's right against left. It's black against white. You know, I, I was just thinking this last week, and I didn't mean to go this far, but too late again. So here you go. <laughs> I was just thinking about racism. And I don't know if you know this or not, but my very first church that I planted was in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. It was the capital, the Mecca for the white Aryan nation. God's got a sense of humor. He calls an Arab pastor that's pro-Israel to plant a church in Hayden, Idaho, that is a stone's throw away from a white supremacist camp. And 
and I lived to tell about it. <laughs> I mean, it was, we had one guy in the church uh, that he wasn't there very long. <laughs> we had him removed very quick, but he was promoting his material about the white supremacy. And by the way, the census back then, at, this is 1999, a long time ago, Again, don't do the math. I was only five at the time when I planted the church. But at the time, the census in that area was like 98% white, Anglo-Saxon white. And he, I was the only Arab in my church. Of course, I'm still the only Arab in this church too. But <laughs> so anyway, I, I digress. But I was just thinking about this. You know what? I, 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 th- I think to myself, racism is still alive and well in the church today. Did you know that? You know, in Hawaii, thankfully, and I think this might be one of the reasons why God called me here, because it's a little more forgiving, you know, nationally, racially. We have all different kinds of races and, you know, people groups and nationalities and it's celebrated. But racism is alive and well. And don't you see where that's coming from? The enemy is stirring it up. He's pitting one against the other. And we're basically doing his job for him. He can take the rest of the day off and go to the beach. That's what's happening here. And it's all part of the plan. And by the way, let me just encourage you by letting you know that everything is going perfectly according to God's prophetic plan. Everything is right on time. Don't despair. I know sometimes I get up here and I yell and I spit on everybody. And, but it's not that I'm, I'm upset, like, how can this happen? No, I want this to happen. What? Yeah, I want this to happen. Why? Because Jesus says these things must happen. These things must come to pass that the end might come. Because this is exactly what we were told would happen. And it's happening. Stay with me. I'll try to bring this in for a a landing. I want to explain why it is that I believe this has profound prophetic implications. First, and we talked about this the last couple of weeks, I would suggest that all of this seems to be creating this perfect storm, as it were, to usher in the Antichrist as the one that the whole world will be in awe of, and worship as this charismatic leader. We talked about that. But here's another reason. You see it there on the screen. It has to do with this very specific prophecy in Ezekiel chapter 38, verse 13. Really the entirety of the Ezekiel 38 prophecy is very detailed, very specific, but particularly verse 13, especially in light of Boris Johnson's landslide win. Again, I don't know if it's possible to overstate the importance of this, the significance of this. Let me just, if you wouldn't mind, I want to read Ezekiel 38 verse 13 and then expound on it. Listen, Sheba Dedan, 
the merchants of Tarshish and all their young lions will say to you, who are they saying this to? Russia, Iran, Turkey, and an alliance of nations who today are at the ready in the north, exactly as Ezekiel 38 said they would be, when they invade Israel. So they're going to Sheba, Dedan, Tarshish, the young merchants, the young lions, will say to you, have you come to take plunder? Have you gathered your army to take booty, to carry away silver and gold, to take away livestock and goods, to take great plunder? Now stop right there. This presupposes that at the time of this invasion, Israel will have silver, gold, prosperity, something to take the spoil to take. Does Israel have that today? You better believe it. You better believe it. In addition to the natural gas and the oil, you've got gold, and they know it, and they want it. And it's going to be the hook, I believe, in the jaw that God says, I'm going to put that hook in your jaw, Gog, and I'm going to bring you from the north, Syria, to invade my people. And it will come at a time when they're secure and strong and prosperous. And Israel today is secure and strong and very prosperous. Now the detail in this verse is that there's going to be Sheba and Dedan and whoever Tarshish is and the young lions of Tarshish that are going to protest this. Well that's significant. Who are they? Well, We know for a certainty that Sheba and Dedan is Saudi Arabia, who today has a very good relationship with Israel. Who knew? Well, God knew, and He told us about it some 2,500 plus years ago, that they would at this time. So who's Tarshish and the young lions thereof? This is where we get a little bit speculative, but in light of what happened in the UK, I do think it is worthy of at least mentioning it. And that is that it is none other than the UK and the US. And here's how we get there. The symbol for the UK is the lion. And the US is a young nation that came from the lion, the UK. So the speculation, the suggestion, the thought is that this is Saudi Arabia, the US, and the UK, who are not only not a part of this invasion, but they protest this invasion. But perhaps more importantly, the US, if this is indeed a reference to the US, as some believe it is, I'm not dogmatic about it, it's possible. But then that would suggest that something has to happen to the US in order for them us not to do anything about this, except question it. What happened to this pro-Israel, the most pro-Israel president? We don't know. Does he get impeached? We don't know. What about the strong leader of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu? Where's he at in all of this? We don't know. Uh, The UK is pulled out of the uh, US now. It's after January 31st. I mean, the UK has pulled out of of the EU. And 
So maybe that explains that. You see how this fits? I know this is a, a, a what-if scenario, but I think it is a plausible scenario that we're seeing right before our very eyes, in real time, at breakneck speed, everything moving in the direction that we were told it would at the time of the end. I'll bring it to a close with a passage in the book of Ecclesiastes that the Lord really reminded me of, I've been thinking about. Chapter 9, verse 11, Solomon writes, I have seen something else under the sun. The race is not to the swift, or the battle to the strong, nor does food come to the wise, or wealth to the brilliant, or favor to the learned. But time and chance happen to them all. And then he writes this, verse 12, Moreover, no one knows when their hour will come, as fish are caught in a cruel net, or birds are taken in a snare, so people are trapped by evil times that fall unexpectedly upon them. Dare I say, the world at this time, not by chance, is trapped by evil times, and it's unexpectedly upon us. The battle does not necessarily go to the strong. Trump is strong. The, the race does not necessarily go to the swift. Under the sun, in this fallen world, it doesn't necessarily work that way. There's no certainty. Maybe this would be as good of a time as any to also include Ecclesiastes 7, verse 14. Very important verse, by the way. It basically says this, during times of prosperity, enjoy. <laughs> you know, you're, God's prospering you, you're, you know, things are going good, enjoy it while it lasts. It doesn't say that, but <laughs> it's almost like enjoy it, because when adversity strikes, I wish it said if, when adversity strikes, stop and consider and realize that God allows one as well as the other so that no one will be certain about their future. God brings the one alongside the other. The race isn't to the swift. The battle's not necessarily to the strong. You've got adversity, you've got prosperity. And the ultimate conclusion of the matter is that God is in control. We are not. There's no certainty. There's no guarantee. We don't know. Here we are trapped by evil times that have unexpectedly come upon us. I believe that is where we're at today. I think about what Jesus said in Matthew 24, Behold, I come at an hour you expect not. It's unexpected, unexpected. This is why we do these weekly prophecy updates, and it's why we end with the gospel of Jesus Christ, and it's why we end with the explanation of salvation with the ABCs of salvation, because <laughs> there's no guarantee. We don't know. Man can discover nothing about his future. Again, going back to James, be very careful. Life is but a vapor. 
here today, gone tomorrow. Tomorrow's never guaranteed. You should always say, Lord willing, tomorrow. Because you don't know. This could be it. You're not expecting it. What's that saying? When you least expect it, expect it. Oh, I hope I got that right. What's the gospel? The gospel means good news. Your debt has been paid. You're free to go. Jesus Christ came. He was crucified. He paid in full the debt of sin on that cross, was buried and rose again on the third day. And it gets even more better. (laughs) He's coming back again one day, soon and very soon. That's the good news. Now what's the response that we have to this good news, the gospel? Well, that's where the ABCs come in. First, the A is for admit or acknowledge, I've sinned against God. I need the Savior for the forgiveness of sin. Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. You might be a good person, but you'll never be good enough. And Romans 3.23 says, why? Because all have fallen short of the glory of God. We've all sinned, missed the mark fallen short of the glory of God. Now, there's a penalty, and it's the death penalty. That's what Romans 6.23 says, the wages of sin is death. But here's the good news. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the good news. It's a gift given to us, paid for by Him. You know, at Christmas time, we receive gifts, Well, if you pay for that gift, it's not a gift anymore, right? A gift is given, but somebody had to pay for it. The gift of eternal life was paid for in full by Jesus Christ, and it's given to us. The B is for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, and that God raised Him from the dead. That's Romans 10, 9 and 10. It says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. That's definite. That's finished. <laughs> there's, there's, the jury is not deliberating anymore. The verdict is in. You will be saved. You were pronounced guilty as charged, sentenced to death, because that's the wages of sin. But the good news is, is that Jesus Christ paid that penalty for you in His death. And the C, lastly, is for call upon the name of the Lord, or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, confess with your mouth. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. And here's why. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And lastly, Romans 10, 13 seals the deal. All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Thanks for joining us for this special edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. 
Now, it's so important that you hear the purpose behind these prophecy updates that Pastor J.D. shares. The purpose is to see people just like you come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. When you're right with the Lord, you'll be ready for the Lord and His soon return. You can do this by first admitting you're a sinner, that you've broken God's perfect law. Second, you need to confess that there's nothing you can do to fix this. You can't attend church enough, you can't pray enough or give enough money. There's nothing you can do to atone for your sins. Third, you must realize that there is someone who can. His name is Jesus Christ, and He is the Savior of the world. He gave His own life so that you wouldn't have to experience the penalty for your sins, which is death. Please, if you're listening today, receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and escape the realities of the prophecies that are being fulfilled all around you. For more information about what it means to be born again into the kingdom of God, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and select the New Believers option. Again, that web address is InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Now, in the next edition of In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. will be teaching through God's Word just like he does Monday through Thursday. And then don't forget to join us next Friday and Saturday for another timely prophecy update. Until then, may God bless you and keep you in His love.